I want to teach us some things about uh, the leading of God. Okay. I began to share some about it Sunday, especially on Sunday evening. Tonight, we'll start from tonight and for some few weeks, we'll uh, deal with this, teach on this. I'll teach on it here, uh, maybe on Sunday also. We're we'll teaching it on Saturday at the Kingsville Global Meeting. Praise God. The leading of God, that is divine leading, divine guidance, whichever way we want to put it. It's the birthright of the believer. Amen. It is the birthright of the believer. Now, when I say birthright, it means it's your right and privilege in Christ Jesus. Amen. God, look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, it says in verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. In other words, one of the evidences of being a son of God is that you are led. Now, that scripture is not talking about matured sons, you know, things. I know I've talked things like that before, but uh, there's more light now. Okay? Just the word sons of God there is just talking about children of God. Praise the Lord. It's talking about children of God. You know, it's a child. Are you a child of God? Yes. If you are a child of God, perhaps as, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. Which are take those. He said, as many as are led. Right? Sons of God have been led into sonship. And the, it was the Spirit of God that led us into the sonship. Jesus said, when the Spirit of truth comes out, he's going to guide us into all truth. He's going to lead us into the truth. He will not speak of himself. He will take off mine and, and show it to you. And he will show you concerning things to come. Right? Things to come referring to post-resurrection. Okay? The things to come referring to the things that came to us, that became realities for us in redemption. Okay? Praise God. So, and one of the realities to us in redemption is the leading of the spirit guiding us hallelujah so we want to better understand it uh, and really look at the the, the 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 allow me to use the word the technicalities okay how to recognize it we're going to be talking about how to recognize it we're going to be talking about uh, Specifically about the inward witness. Verse 16 of Romans chapter 8 says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So, which means that at the new birth, the Spirit of God, the 
fullness of the Spirit was a part of our inheritance. Let me say that again. The weakness of the Spirit is not something we are trying to acquire. The weakness of the Spirit came by virtue of the new birth. When you got born again, you received the witness of the Spirit. The witness of the Spirit of God is the evidence that you are a child of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How did you receive, how did you get born again? You heard the word. Amen. You heard the word. You believed the word and received salvation. Now, all this was made possible by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God takes the word. Remember, Jesus said in uh, John chapter 6, John chapter 6, verse uh, 63. He said, it is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So the word of God is spirit. So where you have the, you have the spirit, have the word the word of god is spirit the word of god is spirit so when you receive the word the spirit of it was the same thing as receiving the spirit of god walking on the inside of you to convince you this word you are convinced with this word of god the word of our salvation the word of salvation okay and the spirit of god came on the inside of you i remember on sunday i said to us that we are no longer in the flesh we are now in the spirit because we have been born again by the spirit of god he said if so be or since the spirit of god dwells in you he that does not have the spirit of god does not uh, does not belong to 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 him Hallelujah. It doesn't belong to God. So receiving the Spirit is receiving the Word of God. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, My Word, I speak to you, they are Spirit. That is, they are life. So we can, when we see the Word, it's the Spirit and is life. So you received eternal life when you receive the Spirit of God, when you receive the Word of God. Let me say it again. You received the Word of God, was receiving the Spirit of God, was receiving the life of God. All the same thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus said in that John chapter 6, the words that I speak to you they are spirit and they are life. The words I speak to you, they are spirit. So the word of God is spirit. 
or the Spirit of God takes the word. Hallelujah. So the walking, how did you know? How did you know that it was the word of God, that the word of God that you received was the word of truth, was actually truth? Romans chapter 8, 16, 12, 14 tells us, of 16 tells us that we are as we the, the spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. How did we become sons? We became sons by hearing the word and receiving and acting in faith the word. So the word, remember. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 1, he said, being born again. Let's look at it. 1 Peter chapter 1. This is Bible study. Praise God. In verse, uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God by the word of God, which is alive and abides forever. So we were born again by the word of God, but we know that to be born again is to be born of the spirit. So the spirit of God took the word of God and imparted life when we believed it. And at the new birth, praise God. So the primary witness of the spirit is about the new birth that we have follow me closely every christian has the witness in himself let's see first john chapter 5 first john chapter 5 we're talking about the in what the leading of god by the inward witness why are we so focusing so much on the inward witness? We are focusing so much on the inward witness because that is the primary means by which we are led by the Spirit of God. Most of your life, you will be led by the inward witness. And it is that strong because the sonship that you and I claim is by the witness of the Spirit. If such a thing that is of eternal value is left to the is left to the to the uh, uh, to the witness of the spirit as evidence, how much more our daily life? Praise the Lord. Now let's read First Peter, First John, chapter five, verse ten. He that believes on the Son. He that believeth on the Son of God has the witness in himself. You see that? The Bible says that if you are born again, you have the witness in yourself. He that believeth on the Son of God. On the Son of God. What do you mean by believing on the Son of God? Right? You heard the word. And you believed in the word, in that word. What's the word? First Corinthians chapter 13, chapter, uh, 
chapter 15. This is a word that you receive. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. It says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and was that we was buried, according to the scriptures, and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures, and he was seen of Cephas and of the twelve. Praise God. So, that is the word of salvation. The death, the burial, resurrection of Jesus. And Jesus was, sonship was conferred to him at the resurrection. When he rose from the dead, Romans chapter 1 tells us that. Romans chapter 1 from verse, uh, 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 verse 4 said Jesus was declared the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So we believe this. Remember, Paul said in Romans chapter 10 that anyone, if you want to get born again, you've got to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that God raised him from the dead. Okay? So you've got to believe that and you and I will believe that and that God was born again. Amen. So we receive this word by the Spirit and we have this witness thereafter in ourselves. So the believer has the witness of the Spirit. Back to First uh, 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 John chapter 5. He that believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. And later on in the course of the study, we are going to be describing what the witness is. But this is what I, this is our first major lesson today. You and I have the witness already. The witness in, our, in ourselves. He that believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, therefore, the believer, should, because you have the witness in yourself, how do I know I have the witness in myself? I have the Spirit. The Spirit of God is the one that bears witness with my spirit that I am the Son of God. So I have this witness in myself. So if anyone asks me, are you born again? Are you sure you're a child of God? I, I, there's this witness in me that yes, I am. Glory to God. It's, it's there. It's there. That witness led you. When you heard the word of God, it resonated with you. Hallelujah. It resonated with you. Now, praise God. Now, having said that, Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 3 again, he said, the words that I speak, they are spirits, they are light. Who is the author of the word of God? The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the author of God's word. Follow me closely. If the Spirit of God 
is the author of the word. Then, remember, words come from thoughts, isn't it? Yeah. Words, you think about your words before you speak them, even if there's a response the moment. Amen. So it means that the word of God is the thought of God. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord. So it is what is on God's mind that he that uh, he put into words. Amen. So the word of God is a thought of God or is a thought of the spirit of God. It gives us an idea of how the spirit thinks. No man knows the thought of a man except the spirit of a man. No man knows the thoughts of God except by the spirit of God. And we have been, we have been, we have received this spirit. So, which means that you and I can now begin to think the thoughts of God. How? Amen. On Sunday, I said to us, one of the things that we must regularly practice to walk in the supernatural is to meditate on God's word. Meditation is to think through, is to think about, is to ponder upon. So what are you pondering upon? You are pondering upon the words of the Spirit, which came from the thoughts of the Spirit of God. So, when you meditate, you are thinking the thoughts of the Spirit of God. Now, when I do that long enough, what happens? I begin to develop the thinking of the Spirit of God. My mind, Ephesians chapter 4. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. We are trying to trace, to describe the inward witness, how it works. Amen. Verse 17. This I say therefore and testify in the law that you walk henceforth not as the other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. So he's talking about the unbeliever here. He says the, the work of the unbeliever is based on the vanity or the fruitlessness of their mind. He now describes what, this, what it means by the vanity of their mind. Having their understanding, the understanding darkened being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. So it's not that God does not want to give them his life, but they are alienated because of ignorance that is in them. So because of the knowledge that they don't have, there is they are aliens to the life of God. So you are not an alien to the life of God. And the Bible says that don't walk the way they walk. How do they walk? Their understanding is darkened. That if their understanding is darkened, is because their thinking pattern 
in their mind is different from yours. It's different from the believers. Now, so the believer walks by the Spirit of God, or rather, thinks will start to think the thoughts of God the more he thinks about the Word. Remember, the Word of God is the thoughts of God, is the thoughts of the Spirit of God. The Word of God is the words, or is the thought of the Spirit put into words. And uh, there is a spirit pattern. There is a way the Spirit reasons. There is a way the Spirit of God thinks. Hallelujah. As laid down in the Word of God. So the more you and I, right, meditate on the Scriptures, think through the Scriptures, read the Scriptures, think, ponder. Hallelujah. What happens? What begins to happen? We begin to reason like the Spirit of God. We begin to think. Hallelujah. This begins to affect our thought life. The way we think and view things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So if I want to think like the Spirit of God, what do I do? I just need to take his thoughts and think about them and think them. How will someone, you know, a normal human being, suddenly, one day, now says, well, he's going, by murdering people, he's going to go to heaven. He wasn't born with that thought. He read and gave his mind over to a particular thinking until he got convinced and he started to think along those lines and received it as truth and acted it out. We are products of our thinking. If you want to think like a person, become exposed to that person's words regularly hallelujah before you know it you will start to think and talk like the person so the spirit of god when i the spirit of god has given us his word and when i put the word of god in my heart right what will happen I will start to think like the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That is very important when it comes to understanding and receiving divine guidance. Thinking like the Spirit. You know, it, it, when, when you take up the Spirit's thoughts, you will be able to, uh, 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 you'll be able to discern better. Let me explain like this. Take note. Bible says that the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. Right? How, what did the Spirit of God use? The Spirit of God used the Word of God. 
right? So as a Christian, the primary purpose or goal or walk of the Spirit of God is to open up the scriptures to us. First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2, yes. First John chapter 2. Verse 20. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. But let's back up to verse 18. What does it mean? Why did he say, but I have an unction? Why? Verse 18. Little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that and that Antichrist shall come, you have heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out. How do we know? Said they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been with us, they would no doubt would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. What is the all thing that he will know? He tells them, said he will know these people who, he will know about these people who are not of us, but even though they went out from us. Let's read on. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. He said, I'm not writing to you not because you don't know. I'm writing because there is a knowledge of it that you have. You know it. Because you have the unction. So the unction makes you to know. Hallelujah. Let's read on. Who is a liar but he that denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is the Antichrist. He is Antichrist that denied the Father and the Son. Whosoever denies the Son, the same does not have the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Let not that, let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. So what is he talking about? He said that that which you have received, that which, uh, he said, let it remain in you. He said, he's talking about the, the word that you have from the beginning. And he said, what is this word? He calls it eternal life. He calls it the unction. Verse 26. These things I have written to you concerning them that seduce you. So in other words, I'm writing to you because there are people who are seducers. Who are seducers? Seducers are people who are, who are going to deceive. Who are out there to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. And you don't need that any of those seducers will teach you. But the same anointing teaches you of, the, of all things. And it's truth and it's no lie. Even as it has taught you, you shall abide in it. So which means that 
the anointing or the spirit of God or the unction or eternal life that you have received on the inside of you will teach you all things. So that when deceivers come, there is something that is on the inside of you that will trigger the knower on the inside of you, the witness. What does the spirit of God bear witness to? It bears witness to the truth. So you will know whether this thing that is being said is the truth or not. So the Holy Spirit is there on the inside of you to show you truth. Now, if the Spirit of God on the inside of you can show you the truth, then if you can get to recognize it, hallelujah, remember I said you have the anointing, so you are not trying to pray. That's why the believer does not pray that, oh God, oh God, guide me. We have been led. As many as, as the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, it's your right to be led. Hallelujah. So the Spirit of God inside of you is there primarily to show you the truth. How does he do it? He does it uh, through a witness. What does he witness to? Hallelujah. What is that witness? That witness is obviously not a voice. The witness is a reaction. How do you know you are born again? When you expose your mind to that information about being born again, there's a reaction inside of you. Yeah. It's not that you hear the word yes. Not necessarily. Amen. You just know. I know that I know that I know. That is the witness of the Spirit. And to lead us to recognizing it, right, starts with us thinking the thoughts of the Spirit of God. How do we begin to think the thoughts of the Spirit? We take His Word. Hear His, listen to His Word. Study His Word. Meditate on His words. The person you stay in close fellowship with, you will begin to think like that person. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you've got the Holy Ghost. You've got the Noah. You've got the witness of the Spirit in him. First John chapter 5 again. Let's read First John 5, verse 10. He that believeth on the Son of God has the witness in himself. Praise God. You have the witness. He that believeth not God has made him a liar because he believeth not the record that, the, that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in the Son. 
So what's the witness of the Spirit in your heart? Eternal life. I have eternal life. I have salvation. Praise God. That witness is the same witness that you are going to follow the rest of your life. So the more acquainted we become with that witness, the better it is for us to recognize it when it's leading us in other areas. Praise God. Praise God. Let's look at, let's see. Uh, 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 another, let's see a scripture. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17. Let's go to Acts chapter 17. What's this? What is the, the witness like? Amen. What's the witness like? Acts of the first chapter 17. Uh, let's check. Uh, yeah. Verse 16. Acts 17, verse 16. This now. While Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him. When he saw the city was wholly given to idolatry. Did you see that? He said his spirit was stirred in him. His spirit was stirred in him. Okay. What does it mean to stare? To stimulate something. To, 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 to provoke. Okay? His spirit was there. That's, that's, that's talking about... I mean, he got to the city and he saw it. And mm, he knew that this people were... He just knew on the inside that this people were giving to idol worship. Hallelujah. Look at verse 22. Then Paul stood in the midst of now look at look at look at look at look at uh, what Paul now uses to describe that staring. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, You men of Athens, I perceive in all things you are too superstitious. To be superstitious is to be given to demonic knowledge so, so you see that he said remember verse 16 says he was stirred up then he describes the staring as a perception that i perceive that is the witness not that he heard a voice he heard there was a reaction in his spirit that he was stirred up in his spirit Amen. He was stirred up in his spirit. There was a reaction in his spirit when he was ex when he exposed his spirit to a certain information, to information about the city based on what he saw. Hallelujah. He he perceived. 
like I was sharing with us on Sunday, Acts chapter 27. Remember the story of Acts 27? When Paul admonished them not to set sail, when they were about to travel, and he said to them, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, and not only of the dating on the, on the ship, but also of the lives of our lives. He said he just perceived, it's just, it's, there was a reaction when he thought about the, the, uh, uh, the journey. When he thought about the journey, what happened? Uh, there was a reaction in his heart. That is the inward witness. Take note. When did you receive the what we call the inward witness? At salvation. It's part of the inheritance of the believer. And therefore, the inward witness can never be wrong. Did you hear that? The inward witness can never be wrong. No. It can never be. Because it is from the incorruptible life of God. You are no longer alienated from the life of God. You are now dead to sin, but alive unto God. And so the believer can therefore pick those perceptions that are those reactions, which are what which is what is called the witness of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So let's see another. Let's see another example. Uh, Luke chapter 24. Let's see another example. Praise God. Praise God. Luke chapter 24. Verse 25. This is the story of Jesus when he met those two disciples on the way on their way to him out. And then they began a conversation. And then Jesus said to them, Oh fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Now look at verse 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself in other words jesus took time to teach them the word of god jesus took time to begin to think to get them to think on the word and think the thoughts of the spirit of god as revealed in the word in other words, Jesus got them to meditate on the word through the preaching or the teaching of the word. Let's be done. And they drew near to the village where they went and he made as though he would have gone further. 
But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is past spent. And he went in to tarry with them. Look at verse 30. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave to them. And their eyes were open. And they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us? Did not our hearts burn within us? Take note, the two of them had the same experience. How did they, how did they react? The Bible says that the two of them said, Are our hearts burned within us while he taught us? Right? He said, uh, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? So when the scriptures are being opened to you and the truth is being spoken, what will happen? Your heart will burn. What is the, what's, what does your heart be burning? What does it mean? It's, it's a figurative expression of in no way you will just know yes this is this is true that burning of the heart is the inward witness it's the perception it's the staring and that's how he wants to lead us in everyday life so you will learn and to recognize the inward witness because the primary, primarily the inward witness is what we use. It's what the Spirit of God uses to, to confirm the veracity, the truth of the Word of God when we are meditating on it or when we are hearing someone else teach us. Amen. So, how do I get to start recognizing the inward witness? Meditate on the word. When you meditate on the word, the spirit of God will teach you. How will he teach you? Through a witness. He will witness to your mind. He will witness to your heart. Hallelujah. The spirit of God will witness. Let me put this way. The Spirit of God will witness to your spirit, hallelujah, which will become like a burning sensation in your mind, a burning or a perception in your mind. Hallelujah. In knowing, let me say this again, I'll say it again. It is not a voice. It is a perception. It is a knowing. How do you know it's your name? I know it's my name. This is Paul is my name, and I just know it. So what evidence do I have? Well, I have, if I know, I don't. Someone like me, I don't even have the best any longer. <laughs> it's been it's lost, you know. But hey. That's my name. 
My parents told me so. And do you know it? Everybody called I know it. Wake me up. Ask me. Is my name Silas? I'll tell you no. Praise God. Hallelujah. So acquaint thou thyself with the Lord. Acquaint thou thyself with the word. So this, that, listen, to walk in the supernatural, you must start, it starts here. Meditating on God's word. God's word should be on your lips. Take note. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mind, but out of your mouth you will meditate on it day and, day and night and will observe to do according. So there's an observation that comes up by the word of God, a recognition of what to do. Because you are already walking, you know, meditation helps you to walk in the on the, in, uh, in the same frame of mind as the Spirit of God in an increasing measure. Hallelujah. So, you and I, we don't joke with God's Word. Please, I beg of you. The Word of God must be your meditation. Because uh, through the Word, uh, meditating on God's Word, uh, you are developing the ability. I didn't say you don't have your habit, but you are developing. You are developing the ability to recognize the witness. How he witnesses that the word of God is true to you is the same way he's going to witness to you, right, to your spirit, whether an information you are exposing your heart and your mind to is right or wrong, is true or false, is a is a is the way to go or the way not to go is what to do or is not what to do same way amen you don't you don't you don't get yourself if you don't get yourself involved in meditating on god's word you treat god's word shabbily you do not give it the regard that it that it deserves. You do not meditate on it. They are, you know, daily. You just do Sunday Sunday medicine, you know, or just once a while you pick it up. Listen to me. What's going to, when it's time to be to 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 receive divine direction, you will not be accurate. Why? Because you have not recognized how the Spirit of God speaks. You have not recognized the weakness of the spirit. The studying of God's word is will the Holy Spirit will teach you through that witness. Witnessing to the truth of God's word and witnessing against the lie of seducing spirits. Praise the Lord. Amen. I hope you are getting me tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And that's the reason why. Oh, glory to Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. That's the reason why you cannot afford to let your mind be filled with something else other than God's word. God's thoughts, 
you know, and all that. You can't. Because your heart cannot take both of them at the same time. When a person is full of anxiety and full of fear, that person cannot discern the inward witness. Fear not was written in the Bible 365 times. That tells you how much emphasis God places on it. He said, don't walk as what as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, in the confusion of their minds. Philippians 4 verse 6, don't be anxious about anything. Child of God, what, to walk in the supernatural, you must deal with anxiety. You must deal with worries. Amen. To walk in the supernatural is to walk in God. Glory to God. And you cannot afford worries. What is it that is worrying you? Oh, come on. He said, Philippians 1 verse 6, he said, do not be anxious for anything. It's a command. Don't be anxious about anything. What does that mean? It means anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your supplications, right, known to God or your request. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind. The peace of God is on the inside of you. It's the witness of God on the inside of you. When you do not allow worries, it makes the witness clearer. Amen. We are going to talk, the next class, we are going to talk about how to recognize it. Recognize it. Because it's not that you don't have it, but it's, it's okay, I have a witness. How do I, sorry, how do I interpret, not recognize? I have the witness. How do I interpret? But today we are talking about recognizing it. Hallelujah. So it's one thing to inter to recognize. It's another thing to interpret it. What does this witness mean? Amen. We'll talk about that next week. Let's go back to, 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 to what we are saying today. Amen. So you are, he says, don't be anxious about anything. Child of God, I hope you are keeping your assignment that Reverend Femi gave to us. The morning you jog, in the nights you jog. You must keep your jaw as a believer. Praise the Lord. Why? Because your your heart, your heart being in the right place. Is so important to your life. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Out of it are the issues of life. Out of it are the things that that create the boundaries for your life. And that includes the inward witness, that perception, that knowing 
Hallelujah. That knowing, you have the knower inside of you, and therefore you can know things. And he primarily leads us that way. Hallelujah. When you know how he leads you in doctrine, when you can recognize his leading in doctrine, you will be able to recognize his leading in other areas. Have you heard a false doctrine before? <laughs> Have you heard a false doctrine before? How did you how did you react? You're like, no, 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 that's not. How do you know? It's because of you have programmed, your mind has been programmed to be able to think the thoughts of God. And anything that is antichrist, ah, your, 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 there's a reaction that happens in your heart. That reaction is called the witness. It's by it that the Spirit of God wants to lead us. Glory to God. So, but take note, the inward witness, right, works based on information that is released to it, that, it's ex that it is exposed to. So when you are reading and meditating on God's word, what are you doing? You are exposing your heart to information. And the Spirit of God will be the one to bear witness with it. Someone says, eh, if the Spirit of God bears witness with it and all that, if my spirit about doctrine, how come there are Christians who are still peddling wrong doctrine? And they seem to be so, they seem to be, you know, popular or big and all that. Why? Is it that the Spirit of God is not bearing witness with them? We look at that next week. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. The place of take note. He says, "Don't walk like the Gentiles walk, which that the believer, even though he has a witness in himself, can walk like the Gentiles walk." <laughs> That's it. He can walk like the Gentiles walk. He can think like the Gentiles think. And it's not. That's why he said in Romans chapter twelve, verse two, said, "Don't be conformed to this world, but be renewed by the trans." But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, a believer who does not have his word is his mind renewed in a certain direct aspect of God's word. That believer will go in the wrong direction, and he would have been seduced. That's what seduction. Seduction does not mean that oh, the person is going to go to hell. Oh, no, no, no. Amen. not <laughs> Doesn't have to, he has the entire life on his end of him. He just has been deceived. To seduce means to deceive. To lure away from the truth. Hallelujah. To lure away from the truth. Praise God. Praise God. So, what have we said today? Let me round up. You have the Spirit of God in you, you have the witness as an inheritance. Praise God. And the witness is you are led 
into sonship by this witness. The witness witnesses to the word of God primarily. And so, for you to be able to recognize the witness, the more, study and meditate on God's word. And this same witness, right, that leads you into the truth of God's word, right, will, will be the same witness that will lead you in other areas of your life. Hallelujah. It's our year of supernatural work. We want to work with accuracy. We want to work as supernatural people. Praise God. Amen. So, so stay with the word. Keep meditating on God's word. Don't joke with your word life. Amen. Don't joke with your word life. And you know what? This would so so now said that lastly that it is this word, it is whatever you expose your heart to, that the word that the witness of the Spirit of God will witness for you. He doesn't witness on anything that is not we are not that we are, we are not exposed to. For example, you want to go in a particular direction. Your heart, you are thinking along those lines. The Spirit of God will witness to you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You know, recently, I just, in my heart, I just felt in my heart that I should call a particular person whom I hadn't called in a long while. Amen. And when I saw that, when I received that sensation, called the person, you know, it was, it came as a thought. It just came floating. You know, and the structure was called the person down. You know, so there was a sense of urgency about it. And it wasn't that the person was in danger. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But the person would have actually missed. The person was actually going the path, going somewhere. The person would have missed. The, the person was actually on the wrong path <laughs> when I called the person. I just called him and said, how are you? Da, 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 da. Oh, where are you? Da, 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 da. I'm, go, I'm going somewhere. Da, 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 da. And the person I mentioned, I, I am in this so, 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 so place. I was like, ah, what are you doing there? Then I'm going to, ah, no, you've taken the wrong path. <laughs> no, come back. You know. So even in things as 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 simple as that, the Spirit of God wants to us. He said, I perceive that this voyage is going to be of great, great damage. There's going to be great danger, great damage, not only of the leading and the ship, but also of our lives. He just came. Hallelujah. He exposed himself to that information. He had the information about the voyage, of, about, the, about the, the trip, and then thinking about it, hmm, there was, and then he interpreted it right, which we are going to look at next week. But for today, let's stay on this. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's say together, I have the witness of the Holy Ghost in me. He bears witness with my spirit that I am the child of God. 
and I have this witness abiding in me. I learn to recognize it and I walk according to his dictates. My heart never misses it, but the witness of God never misses. It is eternal, it is the truth, it does not lie. Thank you, Father, for I've got the, the Noah inside of me. Hallelujah. Amen. I live in the consciousness of the witness. In every area of my life, there is no area that is too mundane, too unimportant for me not to bear, not to receive divine direction. I receive divine direction in every area of life. I never miss it. I'm a victor. I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hey,